Welcome to Salisbury Sermons, a podcast ministry of First United Methodist Church in Salisbury, North Carolina. Today's sermon is a continuation through the story 2021, our discipleship emphasis for this year, where we are encountering God anew in the story of Scripture from beginning to end. Our second lesson is from Job chapter 38, verses 1 through 18. Listen with me for the word of God. Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind, Who is this that darkens counsel by words without knowledge? Gird up your loins like a man. I will question you, and you shall declare to me. Where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Tell me, if you have understanding. Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. Or who stretched the line upon it? On what were its bases sunk? Or who laid its cornerstone when the morning stars sang together and all the heavenly beings shouted for joy? Or who shut in the sea with doors when it burst out from the womb? When I made the clouds its garment and the thick darkness its swaddling band and prescribed bounds for it and set bars and doors and said, Thus far shall you come and no farther, and here shall your proud waves be stopped. Have you commanded the morning since your days began and caused the dawn to know its place so that it might take hold of the skirts of the earth and the wicked be shaken out of it? It is changed like clay under the seal and it is dyed like a garment. Light is withheld from the wicked and their uplifted arm is broken. Have you entered into the springs of the sea or walked in the recesses of the deep? Have the gates of death been revealed to you? Or have you seen the gates of deep darkness? Have you comprehended the expanse of the earth? Declare, if you know all this. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. O Lord, thy word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. Today we wrap up our three-part series on the theme, Resilient Faith. Two weeks ago, we noted how, like our friend Job, we experience loss in life, which could oftentimes cause us to sort of slump over physically, but metaphorically too, just sort of slump over in life and how we need to keep our held Our head held up high. From where does our help come, says the psalmist? Our help comes from the Lord. And then last week, we talked about the importance of keeping our integrity in response to loss. We may want to blame and point fingers, though we could lose ourselves in the process. We may ask the question, why? We may even faithfully pray the question, why? So, in the book of Job, most of the book consists of Job and his friends giving these poetic speeches back and forth to one another. Chapters 4 all the way through 36, 37. 
And it seems that these friends who first arrived in silence, wanting to be a faithful companion to their friend, they start talking, trying to explain away life's mysteries of suffering. And sometimes it seems like they have a glimmer of knowing, but then there are other moments where you think, oh my goodness, they're, they're making this very difficult situation even worse. Chapters 36 and 37, Elihu, he speaks about how grand and wonderful God is, but he also talks about how great he is. Verse 4 of chapter 36, he says, I'm true. My words are not false. Well, he keeps on talking and talking and talking. And then finally, we hear the Lord speaking out of the whirlwind. So when you imagine God's voice speaking, what does it sound like? Various moments in the Old Testament especially, God speaks, sometimes in a quiet whisper. Sometimes God speaks silently and only one or two people hear it. Here in chapter 38 of Job, God speaks thunderously from the whirlwind. And he says, who is this that darkens counsel by words without knowledge. I want us to think about that phrase, darkening counsel by words without knowledge. In other words, words that claim to have understanding and perspective and insight and might even claim to be based in fact, but in actuality, cloud a situation, make it more difficult to see and to understand. If I were to translate the beginning of Job chapter 38 into a paraphrase of common everyday English, I think it would be, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are trying to explain life's mysteries? Were you there when day was created? Were you there when water was brought into creation? God says, I'm the one who decided where the ocean would end and the beach would start. Were you there, says God? Do you think you really have the ability to understand everything in life? Who is this that darkens knowledge? You know, I think we live in a world where people are darkening the situation by sharing their opinion and supposing that it's fact. Have you noticed how many people claim to be experts? Whenever there's some sort of news story involving politics, people want to claim to be experts in constitutional law. And over the past year and a half, people who claim to be experts in infectious disease. People think they're experts in adolescent development and pedagogical theory. People think they're experts in the weather and how it affects society. Interestingly, God is talking about the weather. The God of creation is the God of weather that affects all of us. And God says, do you understand how all of it works? 
No, you weren't there when everything was created. You are not there in the recesses of mystery. Why is it that we feel compelled to want to explain everything all the time? I think, I think there's something about our culture because we understand some cause and effect. Some. And that leads us to supposing that we can explain everything all the time. We need to listen to the wisdom from the book of Job. Because when we experience loss, heartbreaking, gut-wrenching loss, like our friend Job, losing his family, losing his own health, losing his own livelihood, we, we may want to try to understand the cause and effect of our own loss, what led to where we are and what's going to happen next. But if you notice in the book of Job, these friends who try to explain it, they get shot down by none other than God. Who are you? Who are we? Who are we to suppose that we can explain it all? We want an easy one, two, three step, right, to figure it all out. We want to just put it in the microwave for 60 seconds and enjoy. We want to just click on the remote and watch on demand. Part of the wisdom coming to us from Job, however, is what we really need to have a resilient faith is quite simply yet profoundly God. We need God to be God. There are some situations in life that we look to God to be strong, powerful, and wise. And we garner these experiences, especially during childhood and adolescence and our early young adult years, especially when we look up to special key family members. Think back to years gone by and think about those key family members who were strong, loving, and wise for you. In our own spiritual development, we can't help but draw on these experiences to help us have a better understanding of how God is there for us. Now, if you're like my family, you're there for each other all the time. But we love the fun times, birthday parties, anniversaries, award ceremonies, reasons to celebrate. But what about the difficult times? What about that time when you were in the spelling bee and you got out on the word confidence only to have your grandmother come up and give you a hug to tell you that she had confidence in you? Or that time that you missed a tackle in the football game and that running back just went right through your hands and you look up into the stands and you see your dad still clapping and cheering for you. Or how about that time that you're in the wood shop and you cut that piece of wood just too short, but your granddaddy is there with another piece ready to try again. 
Or how about just one of those ordinary days when you just can't get your act together? Life is just so difficult. But there's your mom loving you through it. We need God to be God. Strong, loving, and wise. There for us. That's what we need to have a resilient faith. A resilient faith is ultimately not found in our ability. It's found in God's presence and power at work within us. After all, the God who created, created us. The words of Psalm 139 are beautiful, poetic wisdom for us. Oh Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You know everything I do. You know when I rise up, when I lie down. You are with me through and through. Even before a word is on my tongue, you know what I will say. And your presence goes with me day by day. Just think about that, dear friends. Wherever you go, wherever you go, you are never out of God's sight. God's great love for you is stronger and more powerful than any of the heartbreaking loss that we can experience in this world. There to reach down, to hold you, to to pick you up. I believe it. We want to understand. But as the psalmist says, when I think about how you have made me, O God, and I think about all of creation, I try to understand it, but such knowledge is... It's too much for me. We can draw on our life experiences and understand how that contributes to how we understand God being there for us, how we can be there for each other. But I know there are many of us who are blessed with such a long life that they don't have anybody else to look up to anymore. Instead, you're blessed with memories. Oh, such knowledge. Holding all these memories together. Understanding how God is using you as a strong presence for somebody else. Oh, how does it all fit together? Such knowledge is is too wonderful for me, oh God. You know, one of the images shared in Psalm 139 is really powerful. Because the psalmist takes us to where God was in that speech. When God said, were you there when I created the ocean and the land? Were you there when I said where it would stop and where it would, and where it would end? Well, the, the psalmist takes a stroll along the beach, bends down and reaches and holds sand. I'm sure some of it would drift through the fingers, but was still able to hold some sand and could look down at that sand and say, if I try to count all the pieces of knowledge that I have about you, O God, at my best, it would be the same as the number of grains of sand in my hand. But then when I look up and down this beach, And I imagine how great and powerful and almighty you are. (laughs) I can't possibly know it all. 
you and I, dear friends, we need that same humble, teachable spirit. That spirit was found in Job at the end of the book. After the Lord declared who he is and and what he has done, Job, Job repents humbly, and the Lord forgives him. He then offers a prayer on behalf of his friends. In many ways, thematically, it reflects what our Lord Jesus said on the cross. Oh, please forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. We have a tendency to darken counsel with words that have no knowledge. But what we need is light that comes from the spoken word of God, who is Jesus. Jesus is the word made flesh. And the good news for us today is that Jesus' grace provides light for us so that we don't have to be dependent on our flimsy attempts to explain because everyone only darkens the scene. We could look to Jesus to provide light to understand, light to see our next steps. God, who spoke out of the whirlwind, spoke the word into the world. And he is our Savior, Jesus. Oh, Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You know me even better than I know myself, says the psalmist. See if there's any wicked way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. You and I, dear friends, we have experienced loss. We will experience more loss and so will our family and friends. When it happens, I pray that you will have the strength and courage to hold your head up high, to see where your help comes from, to keep your integrity, and to trust that the God of creation is the God who will preserve you and keep you in the way everlasting. We look to God to be God, to be strong, loving, wise. And we pray that that strength, love, and wisdom would reside in our hearts. Let us pray. Oh, holy God. We thank you for the wisdom that comes from Holy Scripture, the tradition of our faith, by the power of your Spirit at work within us now. Search us, O God, and know us. See if there's anything in us that needs to be wiped away, because we want to live in harmony with you and with our sisters and brothers. Grant us this day, O God, your strength, your love, your wisdom. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, we ask that you would rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to share us with your friends. For more information about FUMC and our mission to make and nurture Christian disciples through the presence and power of God, 
We invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and please visit our website at fumcsalisbury.org.